0: Hey, Potential Podcast listeners, if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here
1: to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area.
0: All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited
1: messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash potential. That's Better h slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month
0: at BetterHelp.com slash potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Hey, Potential Podcast listeners.
1: Let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician
0: Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com slash potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. this is
1: the Potential, Podcast. the Potential
0: Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Potential Podcast. Here we are. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and Joe, I'm my co host, and uh guy who cuts a rug now and then, Chris doer How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> good, to, good to see you, man.
1: I'm good. I'm good. I can't believe it. We're this is my last week of work before spring break. Oh, so love it. I'm excited for a little week off. I mean, I'll still have uh work at my little uh, haunted house of a of a work location, but uh yeah, excited to have a little break coming up and uh it's also exciting because you are gonna be in town. You're gonna be in LA. Yeah, my I will
0: be working still, and that brings me out there. So we will definitely meet up and get to uh, catch in some sights. So I'm excited to get back out to LA to see you, pal. So that'll be fun. And stay tuned. We might be recording something around that time. Who knows? So but yeah, I'm excited. It, it's crazy. And now we've got, we've had a little bit of a break here because we've been busy recording folks, uh, and we've got some great lineup of guests coming up here. Now, as we talked about, we want to focus on this season and going forward, episodes are big ones to highlight on. The guests themselves. Of course, we'd like to do have a theme around it, but it's really about promoting people, their hard work, and you know, introducing them to a whole new audience. And uh, if there had to be a theme about this episode, it would have to be, I think, dance. And I think both Chris and I, uh, although we have different experiences in dance, we both can appreciate the genre. Uh, you professionally, me as just you know, um, one too many uh, cocktails and you know, let me loose. Uh,
1: but I'm excited about
0: our guest today. Very excited.
1: Well, yeah. She's got such a a passion for it, and I love, you know, as you'll hear during our interview with her, how she has grown from someone that took an interest, made herself quite a professional in it, and then to create something that is really special. That today I think is going to mean a lot for future artists.
0: Absolutely. So today's guest is a New York City-based choreographer, educator, been a dancer for years helped to choreograph shows for home America, Azamara Club Cruises, and numerous theme parks. She's the owner and director of New York City-based company Bold Dance Project. Please welcome to the show today, Alicia Pochask. Well, Alicia, it is so awesome to have you here for the podcast. Thanks so much again uh, for coming on. I know we've known each other for quite a while. Now I'm excited just to learn more about you and... Uh, you know, talk all about dance. This is so exciting.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here.
0: We're just going to jump right into it. Every one of our episodes, we always like to have kind of a theme here, but you know, our focus this season is to really kind of highlight and promote um, our guests and their work. So this episode's kind of all about dance and really all about you. So uh, there's no right or wrong answers for you. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna jump right in for you, Alicia. What inspired you to start dancing?
2: Um, I don't think anything inspired me. I think my mom put me in dance class at like four or five years old. (laughs) So um, as much as I would love to have a way cooler answer, she just put me in it. My parents used to do like, they'd go out dancing all the time and like they're pretty pretty good dancers. So not like professional, but you know, just having a good time. So I would say, I don't know. I think, you know, as a parent, she just wanted me to do something. they said I just used to prance around the house like all the time when any music was on. So, <laughs> yeah. So I wish I had a way cooler answer, but I don't No, hey,
1: That's all right. So you started off with being put in dance classes. Was there certain types? Was it ballet? Was it jazz? Yeah. Most
2: kids start out like, you know, in tap and ballet. It's kind of where the all yeah. kids start. You do like a combo class and like maybe like a little like acro where you do some front rolls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah. So just started off doing that. And then, you know, you progressively get better and then you can start taking other classes, you know, like modern and jazz and all that stuff. So, yeah. So I grew up kind of doing a little bit of
1: everything. Okay, cool. And then was it a point in high school or at some point where maybe you started to feel like, I want to really take this to, this is kind of what I want to do for a living. And did you go to a dance school or college to kind of continue that? Yeah,
2: craft? I, um I went to two different dance studios growing up. Um, and then around seventh grade, I switched dance studios. And I kind of went to this studio that was kind of known just for like, producing dancers who, you know, wanted to work in the industry. Um, and I just, be- I think that time I was there for like a year from like seventh to eighth grade. And I kind of knew, I was like, I think this is, I think this is it. I think this is what I want to do. Um, I did a ton of activities, you know, in middle school, I was like a cheerleader and in color garden and band and all this other shenanigans. Oh, and she cool.
0: um, always active. Always. Active. Yeah.
2: Always <laughs> doing 9 trillion things. Uh, and, <laughs>
0: things <changed. laughs> you know,
2: and then um, it came to a point when I was like going into high school that my mom was like, you, you can't do all this stuff. And I knew that. And so, um, yeah, I, I was like, this is it, dance is it. I'm already dancing, you know, four days a week. I'm, this has become my life at this point. And I just couldn't imagine doing anything else. I wasn't like interested in doing anything else. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I wanna go for English. I was like, that sounds terrible. You know, I want to be, I want to (laughs) be, there was like one point in time, I think I wanted to be like a doctor. And then I found out how much schooling that was. And I was like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. So yeah, I think I just, I'm like such a free spirit person too. And I, as much as I like, I like structure to a point, but I also don't. So I think that's why I like Mm -hmm. this industry because you never know when your paycheck is coming next. So that's always a fun game to play, <laughs> but um, it's just, oh, yes. it's just always, there's so much stuff that you can do with, with dance and theater. And it, I would say probably like the seventh, eighth grade, getting back to your question, seventh and eighth grade is like where I kind of really knew that I wanted to do this. And then I, I went to Point Park university uh, for college and I was a dance major with a Jazz concentration, and then I was a I had a minor in theater arts, so like musical theater and
1: yeah, oh great, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely that that age range, I think is a huge point where it's like, okay, I think this is more than just fun now, it's something that I know I want to do. I know that was for me high school was kind of the turning point of I, I want to do theater that's that's it's now it's been fun, and it's still fun, but now I know I can make that something I want to you know follow into a career,
2: I agree, and I think that for. It's hard, I, kids, it's so hard nowadays because they wanna do so many different things. But my parents were like, we're not, if you're putting your energy into something, you're putting in your energy into one thing. We're not doing like 10% this, 20% this, 30% this. <laughs> um, yeah, and they all, they also were like, we have invested so much money into dance. <laughs> like, We really hope you want to do this. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it really was, you know, we traveled all the time. We were at nationals every summer, I danced four nights out of the, I mean, I, I think I danced 20 hours a week, if not more. And so with that on top of school and everything else, it just, it wasn't a hobby anymore. And all of us that, where I, where I grew up dancing, all of us knew we wanted to do this for the rest of our lives. So we all were in like the same mindset and whether people wanted to perform or own a studio or, you know, teach or everyone, I would say all of the, uh, people that i grew up dancing with were like all still in this industry in some aspect which is really cool
1: that's really yeah. cool. well it's yeah.
0: you know I, i'm gonna kind of jump ahead here because it's one thing that not only we've got performers here uh professionally amateur it's funny you guys had really what you kind of wanted i floated around so much in of what i wanted so many times mostly because i'd see something in a movie or something like, oh that sounds great i'm like yeah that's that sounds more glamorous there than that so it, it like it finally you know when I got to you know where we all kind of met the kind of great equalizer of cruise ships that's kind of where I you know realized oh hospitality was kind of it for me and that's one thing that kind of connects all three of us we've all met or worked on cruise ships so you have a ton of experience uh more than we do on cruise ships um tell us about you know starting on cruise ships kind of your how was your experience and you know the, the highs and lows. I want to hear all about that.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I worked for Holland America Line for like 12 years. Um, I started off as a dancer. So I worked for Stiletto Entertainment. Um, they were, it was just like, everyone wanted to work for Stiletto. It was such a great company to work for. And um, I remember getting hired and it was like the greatest day. I saw like the phone number. Was like, what is like, what's LA? Like 310 area code or something? Or 301, 310. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they're calling, yeah. they're calling, they're calling. And I was like, Answer the phone. And I got so excited. And I was like, I was like, hello. They were like, hey, it's and I I I, what I want to say it was Kim, this woman, Kim, who like did the hiring for the dancers. And um she was like, Hey, Alicia. And I was like, Are you offering me a job? She was like, I am. And I was like, Yes. She was like, You don't even know what it is. I was like, I don't care. Yes. The answer is yes. You could tell me I'm sweeping. The floors. I don't even care. So, um, I was so excited. So I did that. I was 23 when I did my first ship, and it wasn't my first job. I've done. I did other performance gigs before that, but, um, yeah, I did five contracts as a dancer, and um, you know, as company manager at times, and dance captain at times, and uh, yeah, I just I loved it. I tell people, you either love it or you hate it. There's like really not an in between. Um, and I. Loved it. I mean, my friends were like, are you ever coming home? I was like, no, I'm not.
0: I'm you'll not. never um, <laughs> see me again.
2: <laughs> you'll never see me again. And I, I, I loved performing on ships. I got to work. I was really, really lucky. I had a nominal cast. We all, even if they, they were, people weren't my best friends, we all got along. We all respected each other. So I feel really lucky in that aspect to have always had really good casts of of people to work with and a lot of them I'm still really good friends with today, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I just like, I loved the gig. I loved it. I loved track. I got paid to travel the world for a live and do what I love. Like I paid off all my student loans. I mean, people are like, how did you pay off? I was like, I worked on a ship for six years. And that's what I did. And, um, so I, I loved it and performing was amazing. And I consistently did that from the time I was like 23 until I was about 28 29 uh and then my body was like you need a break (laughs) so um (laughs) i uh in between my second to last my right before my last contract i had um choreographed a show that was like the first show i like really ever choreographed i like really didn't know what i was doing and you know fake it till you make it and uh that kind of got me a gig of choreographing, start choreographing for ships and um, specifically for Holland America. And so that was just like such a full circle moment for me personally, to be able to get the opportunity to create something on a line that I had been on for, you know, six years as a performer. And um, that's a long time. Yeah. And so it was really, really cool. It was a really exciting moment. And I did that. And then I, you know, I, choreographed shows and was associate for step one dance company and got to be a show director um for holland for another like six years and i did some stuff for Azamara club cruises also which was really cool so just to like kind of i got very lucky people were like how did you switch over and i'm like it kind of got handed to me but it didn't mean i didn't work hard to get it course, so yeah I'm, yeah, whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. That. like worked really really hard to get that job and You know, I, it was just, it was an amazing experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And yeah, so 12 long years, which were great, which were great. It was really exciting. I learned so much on the other, sitting on the other side about just, you know, all the other things you don't think about. Um, So that was really cool. And it was cool to come back, especially uh, I, I did four contracts, four contracts. I think on the Westerdam for Holland America, and it was the second ship I got to put the shows oh, on. That so is... that was like a really big full circle uh... moment for me. Like everyone was, the crew was all the same. Everyone was like so excited for me and so proud of me, and it was just it was a really cool moment to see my, all my friends like see me as one, you know, as a dancer for so long and a performer, and then to like swap on over to this other side. So that was really
0: and on ships, that's like your second family. So it's like you know coming home and you know, you really bond with everyone like that. That's, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. I mean, I wouldn't trade that time on ships for anything ever. We can attest
0: for that. We can attest both.
1: Some of the best memories. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about actually about the dance contracts on the ship, at least in the experience that I had of my contracts with celebrity, it was so interesting to see that for a lot of people that have never entertained on a ship, When you're part of a cast, there's so many different style shows you get to do. You know, they they usually have three or four big shows, and there's all these little shows as well. And really, you're covering almost every style of dance within your full repertoire. And it was so interesting for me as a singer to see dancers from very different backgrounds. Like this guy is definitely more of a hip hop dancer, but now he has to learn how to do Irish tap dance and to do ballet. And then this person who's much more of a ballet, you know, it's like, all the different genres coming together and seeing this team having to learn all these shows. Did you find that that was an unique experience if I'm sure you have already kind of covered all the bases, but to see people that remember me, not, you know, skilled in one set that after a contract now to do all these different styles of dance. I think it's kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you have to be an, just an insanely, I think talented human period to, to be on ships, you have to kind of be good at everything. And it's, I mean, I did my first ship contract in 2008. I mean, I was clearly like five years old when I did it in <laughs> 2008, but um, but, uh, you but I know, but you know, back then there, it was, I, I watch performers today, especially, you know, dancers. And I'm like, these kids are unreal. Like, I can't, I could never do that. Like, I just, and so I, I feel like it's even more today. It's like, you really, you really do have to be good at everything and, or be like willing to learn because the process of learning shows is so fast. Um, But it is, you meet dancers. You know, I've been on contracts with people who have friends of mine who I actually went to college with who went and danced in dance companies in Chicago and were like, hey, maybe we should like try this out. And, you know, so I'm, I, people just from, all different backgrounds, you know, you're dancing with kids who are from LA who are more commercial jazz dancers, and then kids who are on the East Coast who are way more like theater Broadway style dancers, and then kids from Miami who are, you know, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida's like a breed of its own with dancers, the dancers there are insane, they're so talented, and so you have, you know, a lot of um, Latin inspired dancing and ballroom, and so yeah, it's really, it's really interesting being able to like learn how to do all those things. And like, you have to learn, like, there's no other option. So, and you get what, like five, six, five days essentially to learn a show because on day six you're like running it and cleaning it. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it is cool to like meet different people and be in a room with different people and like, watch someone who's a really great ballroom dancer and be like, okay, what can I take away from what they're doing to like make myself better? And what can I do? I mean, I did ballet my whole life. I would not call myself a ballet dancer at all, but you know, <laughs> we you do it to keep your technique good. But to see these dancers who are like excellent technicians and excellent ballet dancers. And I'm like, I'm a jazz arena over here. <laughs> so um yeah, it's fun. It's fun to like, just be, you know, and to dance and perform with people from Australia and the UK and, you know, Europe and everyone's training is so different. Yes. Um. So that was, that's really cool. It's definitely an experience, but a good one for sure.
1: Yeah. The collaboration is so, so fun yeah. and interesting. Yeah. Some of my favorite, favorite memories, of course, are of those kind of contracts. So it's just, it's such a unique thing that I don't think a lot of people get to experience No. Uh, if they're kind of used to only one way, but I mean, we do want to move on to kind of your, your, Choreographing days. But before we get into that, I mean, obviously you did not just do cruise ships. Yeah. Are there other favorite dance jobs that like come to mind that are just like all time? I got to do that thing, and it was, it was one of my favorite things I ever got to do.
2: Uh yeah, I I would honestly, I'm gonna say my first, my first professional job was I was 20 years old. I worked at King's Dominion in Richmond, Virginia. And I remember getting the gig. And um, I I was, you know, in college and I went to the audition and my mom, I think it was at like Shenandoah university was like the audition. My mom like drove, drove me down um, from, from Pittsburgh. And I remember going and I was like, leave. I like sang I danced I did everything. And I was like, on my way out. And she was like, we're offering you a job right now. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, I like lost my (laughs) mind. It was, I was like oh my God, like crying. I was just, I was so excited. And I remember, um, and this is one thing I will say sometimes about the industry. Sometimes people can look down on certain things that other people choose to do. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. And I will use the word hate because I do hate it. I think it's, I come from a place when I'm teaching or choreographing or educating that like no job is a bad job, unless they're not paying you for it, then we definitely should not do that. But Every job has a purpose. And, you know, I had, I had people, I had dancers that I went to school with that were like, I don't know why you're doing a theme park for the summer. And I was, and for me, I was like, it's a job. Like, aren't we training to like, to do this? And I remember walking into my, they were like, well, theme parks are, aren't even good. And I remember coming back from the summer and People saying to me, Well, how was your theme park contract? And I said, Oh, it was great. My choreographer was Rod McCune, original Broadway cast of Moving Out, original dance captain who just walked off the show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Like, it, I just, what? it was, i sw- it was one of the hardest shows I ever did. Um, I started out as a dancer. I ended up swinging the show as a singer and wow. a dancer by the end of the contract. So it was, I just, I learned so much in that contract, and every so I would say, I think there were 16 people in our cast. I would say at least 10 of us are are all still in this industry working, and I'm still friends. Like one of my best friends, she lived. We lived together. She, one of my best friends ever, is um like I did that contract with her, and so for me, like walking into something like that at 20 years old, and I just I like couldn't believe it. He like walked in, and I was like does anybody know who this is? I'm like, anybody. Cause I'm I was just like blown away that this like person who I knew who he was just was choreographing this theme park show. And, you know, he came in and he was like, listen, he's like, this is a job. He was like, I'm going to treat it how I treat my Broadway companies, how I do. And that stuck with me, period. And I say that whether I'm working on a ship contract or like a, if I'm doing theme park, or anything, I say, I treat everybody the same. You all have a high standard like this isn't any less than, Um, I hold everybody at the same level and everybody I hold it this top tier. So um, that was definitely my favorite performance job. I would say just the first one, it was, it was unreal. I never learned so much. I think my roommate and I went home and like (laughs) cried every day. We were like, we can't do this. And we were like, we can do it. And she was the singer swing. So she's like trying to learn six tracks. Um, It was just, it was the best experience. and. I grew so much that summer as you know you're dancing outside I was doing four and five shows a day six days a week I ended up learning how to I sing the show and dance the show I walked in every day not knowing what track I was going into and I don't know it was just it was the best experience and I was became so much stronger as, as a performer so yeah so for anyone who sits here and like looks down on stuff like that um it's I don't know. I just, I had the best experience. So that was probably my favorite like dance gig that I ever did. Honestly, my, my first one, it was just, it just, did for a lot of different reasons, you know, I loved it. I've loved and been grateful for every project that I've given and every job that I've been given, but that for sure was like solid turning point.
1: I just love that, that mentality of, of how he kind of said that to you, like this is a job and you're all treated how it is. Cause I feel like there is such a stigma for a lot of artists of like, you got a Broadway or bust, And it's like, there are so many performing jobs around the world. And, and I would have friends who'd be like, you're taking another you know, cruise contract. Why? And I'm like, I'm going to be paid to yeah. go to Australia. When's the next time you could say that? Yeah. I'm going to be going to China and this place, places that yeah. would normally cost a lot of money on your own to go. And you're getting paid with free travel to go. So, and and I think a theme park gig, a lot of people don't realize it's like, yeah, there, there's so much work just to go into making those shows. A lot it's like just because it's a theme park doesn't mean they're not going to put you know yes there's certain theme parks that do not really take care of the entertainment as much as they should but a lot of the ones that do they're putting yeah. on a good show and they're gonna have a good product so
2: yeah i mean it, yeah it, it just i'm i'm such a believer in that like when something an opportunity like comes like that i'm just i don't know i was just i was super grateful and it was like the best first contract you could like ever ask for as a performer Um, and then I, and then I did theme parks every summer while I was in college and it was awesome and I loved it. And again, I got to, you know, I got to work with, um, just amazing people and yeah. So for sure, that was like my favorite like performance gig, but I, I have like my other favorite like choreo gigs too. that.
1: We definitely want to move into that. So, I mean, obviously now you're big part of your thing is choreographing and educating was that something always on the doctor for you in your you know heavier dance days um you know from the time of college and these early years performing on cruise ships of like okay i love to perform but i want to create these dances now i want to you know put movement to music and with the show and like was that something that was always Something that you were interested in, and then when did that really first was Was it the cruise gig that was kind of the first time you really started to choreograph?
2: um So I would choreograph talent shows in my parents' living room with my friends. Oh, yes, love it. <laughs> we danced to TLC. I was always left eye. I always had the yes. black lipstick under my eye. Like we are dancing to just <laughs> Waterfalls. Yes. I will never. I my one of my friends Sarah who like lived on my street. Like she would come down. I mean, I would choreograph performances and my. I'm an only child. So like, you know, growing up, my parents would always have their friends over. And I would be like, there will be a performance (laughs) later in the evening, just in case we're unclear about that. And so I used to like, just make up stuff with my friends. And like, I, I would like choreograph my little talent show dances, you know, like, stuff you do as kids. I don't know if I ever was like, I'm gonna do this. And then I'm gonna choreograph, you know what I mean? I don't know if that was ever like, I liked doing it, but I don't know, I don't, for me, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to dance until, you know, I'm going to perform until this period of time. And then I'm going to switch over because I know a lot of people who don't like to choreograph. and A lot of people don't like to teach, you know, it's just like, they they just like performing and that's that and that's it. and That's great. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like a definitive, I want to do this, but I liked doing it. I liked doing it. So I was like, why not give it a go? So I, um, my first choreographing job was in 2012. In 2012, by myself and then uh, another friend of mine who is also from Pittsburgh, EJ Forensic. I will give him a shout out. He's amazing. Um, great hip hop dancer, tap dancer. We were hired to kind of co choreograph this show called Luminosity at Cedar Point. Um, we were. It was. It ran for a few years, but they. We just. Our version was just for the opening year, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I walked into the audition to like, I was auditioning as a choreographer. I had like four performers in the room that I had like teach something to a combo or whatever. And I did it. And I had like an interview process. And then they were like, we want to offer you this job. And I was like, yes, you know, and um, this was like in between, I did this right before my last performance contract. So I had taken like a pretty big break and I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. And I was like, you know, what's the gig? They were like, well, it's gonna be 21 dancers, four singers and three live drummers. And I was like, how many dancers? I'm sorry, can you repeat repeat, repeat was like, Did you say two, one, 21? It was this, it is the, it was probably, uh, again, I've been really lucky and I've been in the room, got to be in the room with some amazing creators, but like that first gig, I got to work with so many people in this industry, from the lighting designer who did Alvin Ailey for like 20, 25 years and was lighting stuff at the White House. And oh, wow. um, I got to later work with him on on Holland America on ships. And then our video designer, who's from Seattle, who's still a dear friend as well, I got to work with him on ships. I mean, he's doing Nickelback and Super Bowl and all of this stuff, and I'm like this is insane. Like I'm sitting in a room with these people. I just like, I couldn't believe that I was like in a room with these people because in my mentality, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) It's like, I really, I mean, I do know what I'm doing, but I kind of don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) you know? Um, and so how we
0: all are, we're all kind of just making it.
2: I was like, I'm going to fake it till I make it. And, um, it really was it was called Luminosity Ignite the Night. It was outdoors at Cedar Point. It started at like 10 at night. So when it got dark, um, we had like a DJ that like came up. It was a three tier, oh, cool. This the, the venue itself, like people just stood outside, but it would hold like 10,000 people. I mean, it was insane. Wow. And I will talk about this job until nice. the day I die because Ooh. it was just the most amazing opportunity I ever got to have. And I remember we would tech we were in rehearsals for like three weeks. We did like a workshop in in New York and it was me, um, my other choreographer, EJ, and then we got like four other performers and that was it. So we had to like figure out what we wanted to do. And I'm like, this stage is insane. Like, you know, you're just trying to like figure out something that you want to do with this. But we were there for like three weeks putting the show up. Mm-hmm. And I remember we would rehearse during the day, like indoors with the cast. And also you don't know that we, we didn't cast it. So we didn't know who we were getting. So no. that's hard too, when you're like, oh my God, I'm going to watch these videos of these performers and like try and figure out who wants to go where and what track and everything. And um, yeah, it was, I, I just remember we would do that during the day and at night I would go back to the park and I would like sit in the booth and I would be like, can I just watch and like learn? And because I wanted to learn all yeah. about video, I wanted to learn all about lighting. I just it was so interesting to me um, and sound and it was I feel they, you, they like laugh at me. They're like, remember when you would come at like three in the morning? I'm like, I do, <laughs> because I just wanted, and then I have to be rehearsal at like 8 a.m. But I just, I was so interested in learning about all of that stuff. And I just felt so lucky to be in the presence of like great artists, you know, technical artists. And so, yeah, I, the, it was amazing. And it really did, Um, it, that was the job where I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. And like, then to see like your stuff that's like in your head, on stage was the same high I used to get from being on stage as a performer. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is it, this is it, okay. And, um, you know, and I I did another ship, one more ship contract after that and I was like, I'm good. I was like, I, I really, yeah. I like missed being on the other side and I really, really loved it. So yeah, that for sure was like oh, wow. numero uno, just, but I mean, again, I've gotten to work with amazing people be in the room with some incredible choreographers and directors throughout my being on the other side of this but i have to the first the first gig man was just and everyone was so supportive and like believed in believed in us and believed in me and i was like it was a big one yeah. i want to do this like forever. See, that's
0: and that's huge when you had that support. I mean, you had right. stay one with, uh, you know, your parents and everything. So speaking of the other side and grand scale, let's get right into your baby, your project, the bold dance project.
2: Yeah. Tell us what is it? How did you start it? Yeah. So um, I always, so I grew up as a, as a competition convention kid conventions and competition today is so different from when I did it, you know, honestly, like 25, 30 years ago. And um, I I remember being at conventions where there weren't that many kids in the room and it was, it felt really, really kind of special. And I wanted to kind of create that again. Um, and so uh, one of my dearest friends, her name is Michelle Kovich maskis She's in the Pittsburgh area. She owns a studio. I taught, we grew up dancing together, taught for her since we were like 16 years old. Um, she was like, Hey, I think I want to bring my kids to New York. And I was like, great. I was like, bring it up. I'll like set something up. You know, And I had two friends of mine, um, my friend Chip Abbott and my friend Aaron Burr, who I was like, Hey, do you guys like, want to come and teach? These kids are coming up from like Pittsburgh. I was like, I rented a studio. Like we'll do like a little warm up. I'll teach like a class. You guys teach class. We'll do a little, it'll be great. So we, we were teaching and I remember like looking at my friend Michelle and she's crying and then I start crying and I'm like why are we crying and she was like I can't believe I'm like bringing my kids my students to New York and I was like I can't believe I'm kind of like doing what I'm doing right now and um I always wanted to create something that felt like very personal and like I am I call them experiences of what we do not just workshops or conventions I call them experiences because I I want these performers to feel like they're seen in the room. And like that's what we did that day. And that was it. I remember going to dinner after night. Um, I was like, this is what I'm doing. And um I, I started like brainstorming my business manager and I were just like, okay, what can we do? Like, what are we gonna call it? I mean, I think we had like nine trillion names. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I hate all of them. And then um, <laughs> Finally, I was I was like, you know, I had said something, and I think I was like, dancers, everyone was like, so bold or something, and I was like, oh my god, that's it, and so yeah, I I like officially launched Bold Dance Project in August of 2019, right before the pandemic, and um, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, we did, uh, and we did the first New York experience in October of 2019, and. and I just, I I kept saying, I was like, I just want this to be an intimate learning experience for these kids. You know, I wanted kids to have a name tag with their name on it. So we could like look at them and talk to them and have conversations with them. And they just didn't feel like a number in the room. And I I wanted, I love musical theater so much. I think theater, jazz and musical theater is so cool. And I think sometimes it gets a bad rap and it's, you know, while the, maybe the kids who aren't as great get the musical theater solos, and the kids who are amazing get the contemporary solos, and I was like, I just want to make the musical theater cool, like, I really do, and so my entire faculty, I mean, the people that work for me are not only my friends, which is amazing, but just some of the kindest people in this industry who are incredible educators, Um, they're incredible educators, as I have to, like, specify that, because my whole thing with bold is I was like, I want these, I want these performers to learn to learn. Like I want them to be. I don't want. You, I didn't want people in the room to be in the room just because you're a name. I wanted these. I wanted people to be educating these kids who really know how to teach and love to teach. And so, um, yeah, everyone on my faculty is first and foremost great human beings. Like period, hands down, great human beings. They're some of my dearest friends. Um, They're amazing educators. They all work in the industry. I mean, I'm talking Broadway tours, um, you know, I've had people that teach at, I have people that teach at Pace, teach at Penn State, like, and are still working. Everyone's still working in this industry. They're choreographing. We're in national commercials. We're on Broadway. It's just, I'm so lucky to have the faculty that I have. And like, I really did. I wanted to create this like intimate learning experience. I always say um, that I created Bold because I wanted to create an intimate learning experience that encompassed all the facets of dance and musical theater. Cause I think that that's really important. And so, you know, when my ballet teacher comes in who I have a couple, I have two different ballet teachers. Um, one is in the lion King. It has been forever. My other <laughs> friend dances for the Met and, um, and they come in and they're like, listen, this is what you would do if you were in a Broadway show with a, show that is ballet based. So we're not, you know, we're not like bringing chairs out into the middle of the room and doing a ballet bar. We're like doing something that feels like, Hey, if you were going to do American in Paris, like this is what this would feel like. And kind of the same thing with, with tap, my, my, one of my tap um, educators actually made his Broadway debut in 2019 with Harry Connick Jr. And so I'm like, I just, I'm trying to get I really just wanted dancers and performers to like understand that musical theater is really cool. And I think we do a pretty good job of that, of like really talking and it not just being, we're just dancing to dance. Like we're dancing with purpose and yeah. And I just wanted kids to feel seen because I think that that sometimes I was not, I personally was not the best dancer by any means um, at all. I'd work really, really hard, like really hard all the time to, get where I wanted to get to. And I was overlooked most of the time, um, period most of the time. And so uh, I just never wanted kids to feel that way. So I feel like in, I had a great professor in college who was like, I actually, I had two really, really great professors in college who um, pushed me to like, keep going, keep going. You can do this, like we're like mentors to me. And so that's kind of what I wanted these, performers to feel like when they walk in the room and, you know, I won't have any more than 60 kids in a room. We do like minis and juniors and teens and seniors. We have all different, it goes from like six to 18. And um, yeah, we just, I just want the kids to feel special and I want them to feel like they're learning and, and that they're getting, it's an experience. I'll call it an experience. People are like, what's an experience. I'm like, it's an experience. Like that's what it is. I'm like, it's like the whole shebang. Look like, it up. like we come in, we like, <laughs> The faculty's like doing warm up with me. We're like talking to the kids. We're talking. It's so it just, it doesn't feel stuffy. It feels just fun. And yeah. So yeah, it's definitely my baby and it's something I've wanted to kind of create something like that for a really long time. I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted it to be fully. And then, then it happened. So awesome. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I love to it. It feels like, um, because it's such a big part of the industry already, you're you're making a safe place that's like taking out the competition, you know, kind of effect of what this industry is, and having every kid be seen and like really like you're here to have an experience and learn and not not think like, oh gosh, that kid over there in the corner is a way better dancer than me, and I you know then start start getting the anxiety and the nerves that naturally happen in auditions and things. So I love it that seems to be the. uh the driving force of the company. I think that's really special. And it, it, it makes me something to ask about just your view on what you kind of see dances like nowadays, anyway. When I, I mean more for the youth, in that we do have like occasionally we get the, you know, the next musical movie to come out and there's, you know, different things like that or these live musical movies. But having things like TikTok, where we're seeing all these like TikTok dance trends, where like, Maybe kids that were never really interested in like taking ballet or jazz, but like they see a trend and want to do that dance and then maybe get some interest in in dance. Have you seen kind of that? You've seen like maybe more kids come in that maybe before didn't want to dance and now are seeing like, oh, I also saw my favorite Artist was doing a dance, and it kind of got me interested in maybe trying a class. Um, I would seen say, yeah, a, I think it's more on like well?
2: because I don't own a studio, or I'm not, I'm not in. You know, me educating and teaching kids yeah. is like one part of my job, and then it's like I do that, and then I work with professionals too. So I, mm-hmm. I do definitely see yeah. kind of stuff like that. I think I don't know if it's necessarily um kids who decide that they want to do it, but I think it gets the ball whirling of kids who are already performing, either being taking it more seriously or they see oh wait Mm. that tap thing was really cool maybe i should like take more tap or stuff i think it just like sparks an interest a lot in for in performers with that kind of aspect i do think i taught i've taught this combo to this song from in the heights and it's funny because all the kids know the tiktok of like when the whole cast was like vanessa and like does the mustache thing and i was like (laughs) i was laughing because i was like what are you guys talking about They were like you haven't seen Um. that on TikTok, And I was like, (laughs) no. And so, um, so it's funny because stuff like that happens and I'm like, okay, well that's kind of cool. You like kind of found that. So I think that stuff like that is, is definitely really cool with just like social media. But so I, I would say that I think it might help kids become a little more interested maybe in like trying new things, or maybe I want to take this class more, which is, which is Mm, fun to see that happen for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a, also breaking kind of the stigma of like, maybe some people look at dance like, oh, that's, that's a certain type. And I think it's breaking that stereotypes as well, that now it's become more accessible. And now I can look at my phone, and see that, oh, that's cool. And um, it's almost a good kind of peer pressure, like, oh, everyone's doing, it. let me, let me try this out. It gets people out of their shells more. And I think what you're doing is incredible. I mean, already, you know, over three years you know, is coming up and it's, it's crazy where it is now. Uh, where do you what's your hope or what's your goal with a bold dance project or, and what's next? Like what's like, I obviously choreography was always in your blood, but where do you see yourself next? What's the next big dream job or what's the future of bold dance project?
2: You know what? I kind of have my hand in like a million different projects because that's (laughs) who I am. You know, I, I teach auditions for Norwegian cruise line. I choreograph for Theme parks and just other things. I choreograph for studios. I run a company. There's, I think, my hand is in just like a million different things right now. I love Bold so much, and I want it to continue to grow. And you know, we're going to be four years old in August, which then we had the pandemic, which we surprisingly survived during quite well. And I would love for Bold to be like a household name with these studios and these kids. I want it to be so big that i'm like okay every weekend we're somewhere somewhere else or you know we're booked and blessed from august and through you know february and then once summer hits we're like all booked again so for me it's having bold kind of just be like a a household name within like the studio dance community and there's some other things like down the pike that i'm working on that are kind of post post high school stuff that that i want to start working on with with dancers um and performers and and just in integrating new things into bold too you know we just did at this we just did our it was our first New York experience back since covid it was in december and a very dear friend of mine her name is Katie Mollison. she owns a company called camera shoots and she uh, does it's like this colored photography it's some of the coolest stuff i hired her to do all of my faculty's photos and we brought her in and these kids could have that opportunity and they just to see these kids faces like light up. They thought it was the coolest thing. And so being able to do stuff Uh like that, getting dancers to, you know, be trying to add those kinds of things in, especially for the New York experiences, when they come here, you know, bringing in casting directors to come and look at these kids, bringing in music directors that are musically directing Broadway shows and being like, hey, you get to sit down for 10 minutes with this person and like figure out what your range is. What music can we give you? So I'm trying for me personally, for bold, it's kind of starting to really now bring these extra little things of the industry. So it's not just dance. It's not just dance. There's just, there's so much more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Um, and just giving Mm. kids opportunity that they might not get, you know, where they are. And, and because it's, it does feel special. And so I always, I want bold to be a household name, but I also want it to always feel special. I never want it to get to the point where, you know, there's 300 kids in the room. Cause that's not why I, that's not why I started it. I started it because I wanted it to be an intimate learning experience. And I think that I I tell my business manager, I tell my faculty, I'm like, if I ever like shake me, if I ever, Change my mind. I'm like, because that's not why I wanted to create it. So yeah, I think that's the goal for me is for this to be, you know, us to be somewhere new. We do a lot of in-studio stuff, um, like in-house experiences where a studio, essentially I, I like custom build a weekend or a or a week or, you know, one day, like a Saturday for them. And we all come to their studio and we like bring all of our stuff and it's like a grand old time. And so that's, that's fun too. So, um, Yeah, so to be able to, like, be at a studio Mm, or be in New York and do all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, just continue to create and choreograph. Um, I'm trying to, like, dip my toe into, like, starting to, like, produce stuff, which is really interesting to me and direct a little more because I really am enjoying that. So that's, like, been a very, very, very new adventure. I'm like up for anything. I I just feel really lucky to like do this as a career and a job where I don't have to do something else. And so, uh, yeah, I'm always up for learning new things and trying new things and wanting to work with new people. And um, I think I'm really lucky to have been given the opportunities that I have. Super lucky. I'm really lucky. I've worked very hard to get there, but I also, I don't like to, I don't want to say I don't set goals for myself because I definitely do, but I kind of just try to like manifest good things. I'm like, as long as I can continue to work in this industry and this can be what I do and I never have to, you know, do anything else. In my opinion, I'm like, I'm winning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a dream right there. For sure. And we'd love to see it. we love to see it. So, yeah. um, well, Alicia, we, we thank you for being on the podcast today, but we're not gonna let you go just yet. Um, we have five, Little guest questions for you. I mean, we've been asking you a bunch of questions already, but these are actually um, guest questions, more based around our podcast, and uh, these are all about you. So there's no no math involved, no uh, no trick questions. But uh, Taylor lead us off. There are five guest questions. All right. Question
0: number one, Alicia. What is your favorite
1: movie? Clueless. Awesome. Love it. Uh, number two, what's your favorite TV series?
2: Oh man, I don't Sorry know. I know. So many good There's shows. Shits Cre- Creek. Hands down. There we go. I don't even know why I'm like right. pretending <laughs> like I don't love it.
1: Shits yeah. Creek. Perfect.
2: <laughs> Done.
0: Oh, it's it's Let's one of the best. Um, <laughs> one of the best. Number three, what is a favorite video game or video game series if you have one?
2: I never played video games.
1: Oh wow. This is a first on her podcast. <laughs> I know. See folks, she's dedicated. I, have you been to an arcade? I've been,
2: I played Duck Hunt as a kid, but I didn't have it. My friend had it. My friend okay. had it. Duck Hunt.
1: We'll still count that. Duck Hunt <laughs> is the answer. Uh, we we Duck love that. Duck Hunt.
2: I never. I wasn't allowed. I was. I never had. Uh, like any. I never had any of that. I know. Died.
1: Small tier, right there.
2: <laughs> or or
1: I guess the other side. We've wasted so much time gaming. What we could <laughs> on projects by now. Well, the next one. This is. Uh, although not really noted today with this great topic of dance, but. This is mostly a nerdy uh, podcast here, and uh, we want to know, what is your nerd level on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being you don't really care about anything nerdy. 10, you're a super, super duper nerd about Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, all that kind of stuff. Where do you kind of fit?
2: I would say I, st- I think I sit in, like, mm-hmm. the 5, 6 region. I'm nerdy in, like, a different way, I think, of, like, yeah, for sure. Like, I geek out on, like, yeah. real, Same like, here. just silly we things. love that. We love that
1: right down the middle is
0: yeah. a very silly yeah. is a very objective word too yeah. can mean anything all right and last one not least um this is always a fun one because everyone can do at least one uh what is like your best impression is there a really good impression you can do or voice
2: i mean i can do the pittsburgh accent like nobody other
1: from there, but... hey let's let's do it we love the pittsburgh
2: i'm gonna right. channel my mother because <clears throat> hers is okay, really great. good she'll always be like Hey, god, Alicia, are you gonna get downstairs and iron that shirt? Because I'm not the iron I'm not iron that shirt. I'm not iron that shirt because I gotta get upstairs and take a shower and get, get ready. So you better get downstairs and like do all that stuff. Oh my god. That's how my mom talks. I oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my party trick. And people think it's people are like, no one or you know, you're like, hey, God, I'm gonna get down there, go watch yeah. some stillers play. Stores, like get yeah. down there south side. And so people are
1: like, it "Made me think of a people just are
2: like, that's not John Travolta that's, and hairspray. Yeah, they're like, that's not real. It's a like, real thing. That's how is. good it
1: is. It's not real. That's how they talk. How my, how my <laughs> parents real.
2: speak. So oh,
1: man, I love that. Well, okay. Of course you need to go uh, for those listening, check out bolddanceproject.com to uh, check out all about bold dance project. And then if people wanted to follow you on social media, are you on social media and where could they follow you?
2: I am. Um, Instagram is Alicia Rose33. That's my Instagram handle. Uh, I have a website. It's AliciaPochask.com. <laughs> pretty, pretty easy. Uh, right. yeah, and then bold, I you it, bold dance project is also on on Instagram. It's just bold.dance.project, but it's all linked in my own my own
0: stuff yeah awesome thank you so much uh, for coming on it's been awesome yeah. for me personally so you knowing me. you and get to learn a little bit more about you, you. you but thanks so much and congrats and continue on your success four years coming up for your bold dance project
1: that's awesome
2: thanks guys
1: so i've said in the past taylor i always love getting to meet people that you know or i know you know on this podcast because it does it's a way to open up and get to meet people. And I think Alicia has got such a great spirit. You can tell that she has a love for what she does. And I love with the bull dance project, trying to find this kind of space that is comfortable so that everyone is seen. You know, I think my history with dance classes or auditions is you're constantly in this sense of a little bit of anxiety because there's so many people and there's always going to be a few people that are, Better than you and you kind of see yourself like I don't know if I'm you know doing my best and scrapping all that away just really being in the moment to learn to embrace what the teacher is telling you and I think that's a great way to focused artists moving forward especially young students mm-hmm. that yes there's always going to be that level of competition in this world but it's about focusing on you and just going from A to B to C to D that You're always growing as an artist. You're never fully complete. And I think that's something she's really embracing with this company.
0: Absolutely. And I hope that everyone out there, whether you um, are a professional trying to make it or you want to become a better dancer or anything, please look her up. Check this out. I mean, Bold Dance Project is celebrating four years this year uh, and it's showing no signs of slowing down. And because of social media and technology being able to virtually you know, jump in and, and be there and having that intimacy, whether you're virtual or as you said, in in person with these classes, I think one of the best experiences out there. And I'm so glad that we got to learn about this today. Yes. So glad I got to know Alicia a little bit more. And I hope that you all get a chance to look her up follow on our socials and check out bold dance project. And Hey, thanks again for coming on. What a great
1: episode to talk about today. Thanks for listening to the potential podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the potential podcast